0: We wanted to wish everybody a healthy and happy new year. Today, we wanted to give a very short and sweet class on modern halacha, halacha for modern settings. We know that there's a fascinating discrepancy. Should we be crying or should we be happy on the day of Rosh Hashanah? Ovadia Yosef in Volume Two, Yechavadat, Sefaradi Tahor, Simon sixty nine deals with it, and he says basically, after the Jews returned to the Holy Land of Israel for the construction of the Second Temple, that Messianic figure was Ezra. Ezra read the Torah for them and started explaining the commandments. They started crying on Rosh Hashanah. Said, "We have so many, so much shortcomings." Ezra told them, do not cry for today's Rosh Hashanah, it's the new year. Go eat fatty foods, drink sweet drinks, and do not mourn. And it says, you should send food gifts to the people that do not have. And everybody went, and they were joyous and festive and happy. So, the Or and all the Ge'onim from Rav Hai Gaon. The only exception to this is Rav Nisim Gaon. All the Ge'onim, the Rambam, the Rosh, all the Rishonim learned from here, that is forbidden to fast on Rosh Hashanah. Because the great prophet Ezra and Nehemiah are telling us, today is a holy, it's a festive day. It's not a day for mourning. It's different than Yom Kippur, different approach, different mission. And therefore, the Gemara in Sukkah concurs with this idea that it says in the prophet, in Tanakh, by Ezra and Nehemiah, that they advise the Jews not to fast and not to cry. And Rav says very beautifully, why should they send food gifts to the people that don't have food? Because the people were illiterate and ignorant and they thought that it would be a mitzvah to fast on Yom Kippur. On I apologize, on Rosh Hashanah, on the new year. Because it's an auspicious day, the books of life and death are definitely open. And our whole life is on the line. So therefore maybe we should fast like we fast on Yom Kippur. The prophet, which was a very, very great man, so much of the... Religion of Judaism is based on how Ezra reinstituted it during the Second Temple, said, no, this is the wrong approach. That's why the Gemara Rosh Hashanah says, on page Bavli, Sukkah, the Gemara in I apologize, 55 says, It says that on the days of your festive holidays, you should blow the shofar and be happy the Gemara learns what is Rosh Chodesh Shechem. Don't forget, Rosh Hashanah is a double happiness. It's the new year and it's the Rosh Chodesh of Tishrei. The Gemara says that Rosh Shechem, you should be happy and jolly and blow the shofar. He's talking about Rosh Chodesh is a.k.a. in essence, Rosh Hashanah. So, not only should you not fast, make sure other people are not fasting and Ezra sends send food for them because they're mistaken. The Mordechai, the Rambam, and the Tur says that Rav Haigon takes it a step further. Even though the second day is rabbinic, he says even on the second day you shouldn't fast. So Rav Avadia learns from here very simply that if it's saying have fatty and luscious fruit foods, and have sweet fru- foods and drinks, then the approach to repenting, it is the first day, I mind you, the day of Rosh Hashanah is the first day of repenting, but this approach to repenting is not through fasting and crying. So Rav says that it's very clear from here that he brings from many different sources that it's, better to pray in a happy tone. And he says that that was the custom of all the Jews. And of course it's an auspicious day, the the books of death and being alive are upon us, so we definitely should not fool around and be very serious on Rosh Hashanah, but yet it's still a day similar to what? Hesach and Shavuot it's not a day that is similar to Tisha be'av. so therefore the Arizal says a whole different approach the Marhu says that the Ari and I'm going to read for you verbatim what the Arizal's custom was on Rosh Hashanah he would cry very much during his prayers on the Jewish New Year and he said even though it's a happy day, it's a good day, Yom Tov, it's a day we don't go to work and we should eat and have very luscious and good foods. He said that he, I, for sure I cry, the Arizal would cry on Rosh Hashanah and even more so he would cry when? On Yom Kippur. And he said if it if you read the prayers and you realize how much of a holy and auspicious state is you don't come to crying, there's a Your soul right now, you have to be self-conscious, is not at as it, in its perfected state. So he's saying it's a bad thing if you don't cry. If you don't cry, it shows that your soul hasn't reached its full potential to realize what's going on. It's a matter of life and death. Now, this is a little bit problematic because the Grazal would actually say that you should not cry. And he would, based on what we said in Nehemiah, and not only that, he said that uh, he did not want the Shaliach Sibor, the cantor, the leader of the prayers, to read it in a crying voice. Rather, he said, sing the prayers of the new Jewish holiday, Rosh Hashanah, in a joyous melody. So Ravavadia, in his great genius, says that I mean, everybody knows that the Grozal was a great disciple of the Ari and very much respected his understanding of the Zohar and of the whole inner meaning. You know, the Torah has a body, which is the oral Torah and the written Torah, but the soul of the Torah is the Kabbalah, which is its most inner and sweetest meanings. So Rav says that there's no argument between the Grazal and the Arizal here. Actually, everybody agrees that simplistically there's no mitzvah for you to prepare yourself to cry, which means we don't have to go learn um, Musar books that's not necessarily the tone of the day, it's not the flavor of the day, it's not the mission of the day. But let's say by you realizing that your life is on the line, your whole it's the nucleus of the year, and we don't know our whole life, we should not take anything for granted, because it's all a gift from God, and you read the words of the prayers which are so auspicious and so meaningful and so scary, That Musaf prayer, it's saying that how could you not cry? Not that our goal is to cry. So Ravavadiyah basically says that if by you reading these very, very, very meaningful words of the Sidur, your cry flows naturally from the immense holiness of the prayer books, meaningful words, and the shofar arouses your soul to cry, that's, not abs- that's absolutely not a problem. So, to give a summary, Rav says, HaMura HaOmer B'Rosh Hashanah Best case scenario, our mission is not to cry. Our mandate is not to cry. Because it's a happy day, it's, we eat sweet apple and honey and sweet and we eat the fatty foods, the tongue, the head of the four-legged animal, so we should always be on top. Of course, let's not forget, just saying the words is like a body without a soul, without any emotion and intention. Tefillah belo kavana keguf belo neshama prayer without the proper intent and meaning is like a soul a body without a soul but if somebody cries are they sinning are they doing the wrong thing no it's like a kind of like a macro and micro macro the general tone of the day is joyous and happy and sweet but if on a personal level you're so worried and just emotionally, your soul wants to cry out to its Father in Heaven, that's fine. And you even get blessed, Rabbi Vadia says. And may Hashem accept our pure prayers of all the Jews that we should have a happy ketiva, chatima, tova. And I just wanted to say that Rabbi Cheskel Sarna, the great Hebron and Rosh Hashiva says, it could be the reason why we're not the mandate of the day which is the opposite of Kippur. Kippur, it's brought down that you should specifically cry because when you confess your sins. But we say, Avinu Malkeinu. So Rosh Hashanah, we're making God our king. And Shofar has to wake us up to say, hey, this world, it has a great, 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 all-powerful and all-merciful and all-knowing king and you better be obedient and follow him. Exactly and precisely. No joking around. But he's still our father. So before he's our king, he's our father. So that's why a father always is going to, even if the father is the, is your king, because you're the prince, but the father is going to have a lot of compassion for you. So that's why that shofar is waking us up, that we have a father in heaven, which is the king of the world, the creator. We should be obedient and very, very exact to keep his words in the most precise and serious way. But sometimes when you do, haven't seen your father for a long time, you get emotional and you cry. That is absolutely no problem And may Hashem bless the whole nation of Israel with a Happy New Year. Amen.